Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. My name is Sarah Grandinetti. I am your show host, and I am so excited to be having this conversation with somebody that inspires so much possibility with just the way that she bees in the world. Um, a lot of you who uh, do access consciousness classes have heard of her, Monica in Dane's pocket. She follows them everywhere, and um, she is always ever so present. And one of the things that uh, we'll be talking about today is the joy of listening. Um, and I get that that might uh, also contribute to her being Dane's Oracle and being able to hear him when a lot of us can't a little bit about Monica, it, Monica Gilliam is an actual acupuncturist, <laughs> actualizerist <laughs> author, access consciousness, certified facilitator, talk to the entities facilitator and founder of talk to the plants. Her deep admiration for all living things pushes her to explore ever greater ways to create change in the world. What possibilities are available for us all to thrive here with this gorgeous earth? Welcome, Monica. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me here. You are so welcome. Um, and I will speak for me and the audience. We are so grateful that you chose to be here. So this topic of the joy of listening um, is interesting because so many of us uh, want to get our message out in the world. So we're like pushing our voice, right? Like um, forcing a lot of times that information out and not actually receiving, which I get the, the information or the invitation, sorry, that, um, the joy of listening is, is really to open up to more receiving. So can you talk a little bit about, um, what you know about the joy of listening? Yeah, well, I mean, even with what you're saying right now about people wanting to get their voice out or to be engaged with the conversation in the world, part of that, if you would like anybody to listen to you is kind of the need to be present with what people are talking about. Let yourself be aware of what is the conversation that's going on so that you can find what it is that you may contribute to it or how you may change it, you know, but from a place of being aware of what's going on. And that really requires having some silence, whether that's from, you know, the monkey mind that you've got going on or your points of view that are screaming at you, but to have a little bit of space to actually hear the world around you so that you can be a good conversationalist, not just throwing your another monologue out there into the world. <laughs> that's a novel concept. Like, like, I, cause I see so many people and myself included at times, I'm sure is like, I'm, I'm pretending to listen, but I'm also just cueing my next monologue, you know? Um, so I heard the first three sentences that you said, and now I already know how I shall respond. Um, so can you, can you talk about how you started to, or maybe you've always been this, maybe we need to acknowledge that, but what, what that looks like for somebody who, um, sees their value in what they say and not in what they can hear. Huh, that's so interesting. Well, part of one thing that I actually really do enjoy is creating with others. 
And what I enjoy so much about that is that you get to create with others something totally different than you would create by yourself. The things that you create by yourself, you could just do all day and night long. You don't need anybody else. But when you put something out there and then it, it brushes up against something else, it changes. When it brushes up against somebody else's ideas, whatever that is, it changes. And I find that to be remarkable because how it changes then gives me ideas that I might never have had on my own. Um, I have a background in dance and I, in the rehearsal process and the creation process, I really enjoyed this so much and working with other creators where you say, okay, I'm going to try this movement and then they do the movement and it looks totally different. And then it gives you an idea for something completely new to you. And so there's this kind of uh, territory that you get to explore that really is the kind of unknown that is it's it's exciting to me to get to create with others and when you when you listen to others and you allow yourself to have the flexibility to to change what it is that you're coming up with then you get to go somewhere that you've never gone before but I, I would like to distinguish that it's, it's not about letting people just totally run over you and take away what it is that you have to say. It's your own enthusiasm that can kind of brush up against this new energy that's being introduced. And then you get to shift whatever it is that you have to offer and present that and then hopefully the people that you're playing with will listen and allow what you've said to come in and shift what they've got to offer which is not always the case you know sometimes we are talking to the people who are just waiting for the next moment for the pause in the conversation so they can say you know their favorite story again or whatever but i find it's a very fun place to play with like even if the person isn't listening to you if you're listening to them you can notice that they're not listening to you and then you can kind of play with them you can mess with them you can see if you can get them to mess up their story or you know it it becomes a place where this like living creation gets to kind of be explored I <clears throat> love all of that and especially the thing you said like right in the beginning when you said watch when you were as a dancer when you watch someone else dancing that's not with your ears that's listening from a different place that's receiving and um so I'd love I'd love to transition or to you know turn a corner here about where this conversation about listening is not just necessarily hearing words that people saying, but to receive what it is they're gifting. And, and so I just saw you there, like watching someone else dance and then receiving what their body knows about like the said dance and then going, Oh, body, what do you know? And then moving that energy through and that, that gifting and receiving that is the creating with others. So can you expand on that a little bit for me? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny when we started to kind of look at this topic, I just began to realize how, how much it is that I am communicating non-verbally and what it is that I am 
picking up from the entire world around me, whether that's people in their bodies or the plants in my house or animals or whatever that is. And, and it, it, I really have gone on this journey from being a little bit overwhelmed when I was younger by being so aware and not really having a lot of kind of guidance in, in ways to play with that. You know, I was aware of so very much hearing, quote unquote, all of the things that, you know, people's bad moods and, you know, concerns about money that, that weren't necessarily relevant to my like four-year-old playtime, but were very loud, you know, and very much a part of the environment that I was moving through. And so for a long time, I was kind of a little bit overwhelmed by that. And then, you know, got labeled as just being like sensitive and, and was the, the little bit of guidance that I did have earlier on was like, be very careful and make sure you protect yourself from like the bad energies that are out there, you know? And then as it's been progressing, it's, it has really, I've been able to turn it into this really joyful kind of celebration of, wow, we get to be a part of a universe where there is so much that is singing all around us. You know, you see somebody walk down the street and they're just like looking good and wearing a great outfit. And it's like their whole body sings. And I like to listen to that, you know, and to, to acknowledge that and to enjoy that. And they don't ever have to talk to me, but I, but I perceive it or I receive it, I hear it. And I can actually be nurtured by it. And even when there's something that's like what somebody might call a bad energy or something that's a little, it's just a different energy. I, I really do like to look at it as like different sounds or different flavors or something like that. It just has a different quality. And it's the, the fullness of all of the varied qualities that gives us such a richness that we can play with. And, you know, there's, there's one thing that I think about sometimes. So apparently, there are, when people are making perfumes, there are all of these different, um, it's like the structure of the scent that they create. So it's got base notes and top notes, and it creates the kind of longevity of the scent. And a lot of the time for there to be like a strength for the perfume, they have to put something really stinky in there. And if they don't have a really stinky smell in there, it doesn't have that richness. And I just think about that all the time, you know, that there's, there's all of this stuff that if we were just to function from our judgments of like, this is good and this is bad, we might try and clear out all the stinkiness, but it's the fullness and the richness of it all that, that we can swim with and play with and create with and that little it's like that little bit of sassiness that gives this sweetness it's you know it's umph or something like that so so there's this sense of like the joy of being aware and that really is the joy of listening that there is so much that is available for you to play with and if you're just nonstop 
talking, 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 or pumping your world out, out, out without allowing the world to meet you at all, then there's just a lot of this richness that you miss. <laughs> I'll find a question just one second. That's so beautiful. Um, well, what I see is so many people um, that either have decided they're not aware, right? Like, so in access consciousness, um, uh, we are here to empower you to know that you know, and which is includes your awareness. And so they've been taught that they don't get energy. They're not aware. Um, and so it creates this uh, reality we see so often of like head down, do the job, get to the thing don't even notice what's around you. And I know when I first started with access, um, it was like years in that I realized that I live next to the mountains. <laughs> Monica, I'm literally in the mountains. Okay. But like, I was, <laughs> I was driving over this freeway um, and my whole world had been changing and my head started to come up is really what I'm saying is like, so the head down, just get through the day um, kind of monotony of my reality had started to open and shift. And I remember coming, it was a, it was a rainy day and the, the clouds started to open in a different way. And I came over the freeway, um, into where I um, owned a salon at the time. And there were mountains on the landscape behind my salon. I had never seen them. And I had been working there or like been there in that location for 10 years. Wow. And so I'm wondering if there are, I'm, I'm assuming there's at least one other person out there like me <laughs> um, with this gift and this like beautiful painting of energies that you just stroked with the Monica brush. Um, will you, what, what question or what tool can someone start to use to, to start to put their head up and receive more? I mean, really questions are the, the, guides that allow our attention to go into new directions, you know, and the one that I find the kind of flavor of question that I really love to play with is based on what brings you joy. So what else can I notice today? You know, what, what would be fun for me to play with that I haven't played with yet? You know, I, I, when I was younger, there was quite a lot of turmoil in my family and a lot of insanity. And, you know, I'm sure many of us have these stories. You're the only one girl. Right. My family it's had no turmoil, drama, or trauma at all. <laughs> I'm so glad to know that. Yeah. <laughs> you also know the truth. So keep going. <laughs> but so the thing is that there was a certain point that I just realized that like, A, I had spent a lot of time being sad, partially because I thought that that was how I showed people that I loved them, was by being as sad as they were, or as upset as they were, or making whatever their trauma was very, very real and very significant. And then, you know, 20 plus years into living, I was like, wait a minute, I actually like to be happy. And then I realized, wow, you know what? 
nobody knows my sense of humor like I do. So if I go to tell myself a joke, I don't have to wait even a second for me to get it. And I can just laugh right away. And so then I just started telling myself jokes and seeing what I could play with. And I had this sense of like, wow, no matter where I am, it can be the most intense situation. Somebody can be screaming at me and I can still find something to play with. And that is my privilege and my joy and what I love to invite people to. So sometimes like even I've had people yelling at me where I'll just like look at their nose while they're yelling at me. And I just think, wow, that's what your nose looks like. Wow, you're really yelling. And it's it makes it so funny. And then I've learned how to make the appropriate face on top of that that's required. But it's like allowing yourself to, um, to go on this adventure of curiosity and to allow your curiosity to take you into new places that are fun for you. That fun, I, I may be biased, you know, that fun is a huge motivation for me, you know, and, and maybe that's not for everybody. But so it's like just being really honest with yourself wherever you are right now, what is it that is a motivation for you? It may be the sense of caring that you have. So how can you express your caring even more? And as you begin to ask these questions to expand your exploration, your head begins to lift to find those places for it, you know? So for me, what can I have fun with? I just ask that or like, I'll wake up asking what jokes can I tell today or what jokes can I laugh at today? And then I'll be walking down the street and my head will turn and I'll see something that's funny to me, you know? And that's part of that, that question that leads me into, um, leads me out of the, the smaller sphere that I may have defined as my world. You know, it allows me to reach out into the world at large and to include myself in this huge world and to play with all of it because everything is talking to you but are you willing to listen to it like well, you may even be picking up on what's about to change with the weather you know you get like the sky is talking to you do you notice it you know, and if you let yourself, what would that create for you? Mm, thank you for that. And thank you for the invitation of fun. Um, I think, I think, you know, I think on Skype, when it, like, you put, you can put like a little tagline under your name and it says, if it, mine is, if it ain't fun, I ain't doing it <laughs> <laughs> because I will tank it. If you have me somewhere where I'm not having fun, like I will tank it and it will not be fun for anyone. So you might as well just leave me off the list. Um, so one of the things I know that you have a ton of fun with that we cannot have you on this podcast without talking about is your capacities with talking to plants. And so would you like to invite us to that a little bit as well? And, um, what, what it is that you love so much about talking to plants, you guys, this is not on video, but if you just saw Monica, she just did a little dance, um, and, and introduce me to a plant next to her. Does this one have a name? Well, this plant that's next to me happens to be my very first foster plant. It belongs oh. to Gary Douglas and I'm taking care of it because it wasn't doing very well. And 
but really the secret is that it's taking care of me. I was doing fine, but it's helping me do even better. Um, but the when I first started to talk to plants more, I was working for this woman. This was a billion years ago, far, far away. Um, I was working for this woman and she was talking to me a lot about nature spirits and, and the consciousness of the land. And it just sounded really fun and kind of like a fairy tale, but I wasn't really sure what I thought about it in terms of like the reality of it. I just liked it, you know? So one day she asked me to go into her garden and to cut some things back. And, and I went out there and I was like, but is everything alive? Like, if I cut you back, does it hurt? What is that like? So I was a little bit concerned. And then I just said, okay, you know, if there's anything that I shouldn't cut, please just let me know. And if there's anything that I should cut, please let me know. Every, if anything is here, anything out there, just let me know and I will just do my best to pay attention. And so then I just started going for it. And then every once in a while, my hands would just stop. And then I would like investigate and realize, oh, I was about to cut through like the watering system, or I was about to cut through like this tiny other little plant that was hidden that I shouldn't have cut through. And, and that was really for me the first time that I had this sense of like, oh, I asked and I got information. And it wasn't like, when I said my hands would stop, it wasn't like this huge, like I cannot move. It was just like a hesitation. And I just knew, well, I asked, I asked for some information, so I'll just go ahead and investigate. So I could have totally forced my hands through and just cut away anyway, but I just stopped. And that really prompted me to begin to ask more. It was like, whoa, if I can go out and ask the garden to help me know what to cut, what else can I ask the garden? Can I, like, it? I mean, I probably am like a two-year-old to the plants, like, and then what's this and what's that like? And what can I do this? And, you know, just so many questions. But, but the thing is that the more questions that I ask, it's like it unfolds in this way that is ever-changing. Like sometimes I'll ask a question of a plant, like what kind of fertilizer do you need? And then I'll be walking down the street and somebody just happens to be like, you know, I have this kind of plant and I just got this new fertilizer. So the information comes in all of these different ways. Or I'll just, I'll be like, hey plant, how are you doing? And then I just am really fixated on the bark. And then I go on this journey of exploration, like, oh, what's, what is bark? And what's, what's required there? Or I just like put my hands on it, or I just begin to, you know, nerd out and go research about bark or whatever. And on the journey, I, I become greater with my own discovery process that is that is initiated by my interest in plants and my love of the plants. And then it's, it's truly amazing that I have a billion stories of the different things that I have discovered with plants that, um, that don't necessarily 
have words, but they show me something else about what it is to be a part of the environment. I mean, truly, we, our bodies would not be able to survive on this planet without plants. And they each are creating the atmosphere in so many different ways for each other. And so there is, whether you can like comprehend it or not, there is this consciousness of this interwoven communion or tapestry of many different living organisms that are creating the world that you're a part of. And it truly is that you're a part of. So you get to be included. It's not a hierarchy where there's this like top down thing. It's you can actually go up to a plant and put your hands on it and, and have the sense of the energy that comes from it actually nurture your body, you know? And so, I mean, I, I could go on and on about it and I do all the time in all sorts of other um, arenas, but, but yeah, that, that talking to plants is something that gives me such a sense of peace because they don't require me to use a lot of words and they don't require anything of me, but they show me so much, you know? Well, I love that you just invited us to the other side of that coin. So like there's talk to plants, but then there's also the listening. And, um, and, and right now I'm, I've been like holding back my, my giggles because the plant behind you is like, has this energy of like, preach sister, preach. And like, <laughs> I can hear the applause coming up from its stems. I love it so much. Um, this plant is hilarious. There was, this is the first time that I ever, this may be super out there for people, but this was the first time that I ever had the experience of a plant laughing. Like I was, I was typing, I was in a class with Dr. Dane and he made a joke. And then out of the corner of my eye and my awareness, there was this kind of like rippling energy that came off of the plant. And I was like, what was that? And the plant was just like, what? That was funny. <laughs> it was so awesome. And like the energy, when I said, what, it was like this kind of deadpan, like, come on, dummy. That was funny. It was so great. <laughs> I could totally perceive that. And I can perceive that through you. I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, uh, it's almost like sitting here looking at Monica is like, if someone had like their pet dog in the background, that's like, has a physical smile on, um, that you're like, Oh, your dog likes this. It's easy because they have a mouth and they have eyes and they, you know, have a different, um, aesthetic that we can attach to an energy, but the plant is here celebrating this conversation. Um, so thank you. So, um, Monica, I ask, uh, at the end of every episode, I ask everybody the same question. So I'm going to ask you, the show is called the power of being you. If you were to write the show's description, sharing what the power of being you is, what would you say? Wow. It really is giving yourself that space to discover what's possible. You know, giving yourself that space to to reach out into the world and to bump up against it and to taste it and to 
to notice your own responses and to play with your responses and to push yourself to to do the things that you love to do and to do the things that you've never done you know and as you're doing all of those things you get to discover what it is to be alive Awesome. I think what we should do is add all these like amazing responses into the show, actual show notes. That was incredible. Um, thank you so much for sharing the gift of you today. Um, if our listeners would like to hear more about what you have coming up or get in contact with you, how can they find you? They can anything talk to the plants. You can look on Facebook for Talk to the Plants. There's a group there. People can join. I love to talk about plants. On Instagram, you can go to Talk to the Plants. You can go to talktotheplants.com. And then that will give you a way to get in touch with me. Uh, My name is Monica Mata Gilliam. And sometimes people get confused in the spelling, but Talk to the Plants is easy. Awesome. Thanks for making it easy, my friend. Um, I'm so grateful for you. And we will see you next time on another episode of The Power of Being You. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to The Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?